0: Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizards, P-O-D.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica 5 Cigar Company. Straight from the Honduran factory to your hands, the company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Paredes. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from a hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can even jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. And you might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates, and now exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. That's all five packs, all 25-count bundles, all 50-count bundles, using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 U.S. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com, Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Senator, Pagoda, Grinder, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some whiskey, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 103rd official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're gonna smoke a Cupid cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss the Hoyle line and its history we read some listener email, we learn of serious changes to airline routes in and out of Havana, and we share stories of Cuban ingenuity, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar and enjoy, as we pair Lambé Irish whiskey with the Hoyo de Monterrey Epicure Number 1. A Grand Corona tonight from Cuba, the Hoyo de Monterrey Epicure Number 1. It's a 46 ring gauge cigar by 5 and 5 eighths inches. And boys, tonight might be the night <laughs> that Hoyo dies on this
1: podcast. <laughs> well, let's be optimistic. <laughs> Speak I for like, yourself. It already has died for some of us. I
0: know it has. Let's be
2: optimistic. So I like center, the size. I do the 40 too. The 46 perfect. It's
3: a beautiful Same book. size as
0: the Magnum 46. And it's a, a beautiful and there's cigar. there's
3: some other sizes. It's nicely made.
0: Yeah, it looks really good. The wrapper's yeah. really nice. The wrapper's nice, yeah. Yeah, this is an old friend,
3: you know, from back in the day.
0: Yeah, for me it was a better friend then than me it too. is now. I it's don't reach for them very, very much, but you know, obviously doing it
3: on the podcast tonight,
0: I'm optimistic.
2: We did the Epicure Special, right?
0: No, we did the Epicure number two.
2: Mm-hmm. We didn't do the special. And then no,
0: yeah. and we did the uh, we did the uh, the tacos. Oh, the, the
2: Yeah, escogidos, which that yeah, did not great go great well. cigar. And
1: mine, then actually mine burned perfectly.
0: Little little <laughs> secret for the listeners: we did actually start recording an episode with the. Siri La Jolla Rio Seco. And we had to abort the episode because it was, cigars were unsmokable. So we'll revisit that one in the
3: future. But maybe we'll release that on Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) We have another good one coming
0: up for Halloween. All right, boys, let's cut this thing. So we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. It's a really nice looking cigar. I do love this size. You know, we've talked about this before. This Corona Gordas, as they call it in Cuba, is probably the cigar size that I appreciate. Uh, the most in, in, you know, in less than 6-inch uh, size. Um, I just love the Magnum 46. I reach for that so much. And this is that right in the same uh, family as far as uh, the nice, Vitola.
3: Nice cold draw. Yeah. Mild. little mm-hmm. bit of fruit. Mine's a little tight. Wide open here.
2: Yeah, slightly tight, same, but not a little snug. Yeah.
0: Yeah, mine's snug. Had these for a while. What are you guys getting on the cold draw? I'm not really cold getting anything. Has some cedar. Some fruit. Like I, I said, would agree. I get
3: yeah. a little bit of fruit. It's nice and kind of creamy. Mm-hmm. Simple. I get, I get all cedar. Yeah, mine's all cedar. All right. The foot smells very nice. It does smell good, the foot.
0: All right, boys, let's light this thing. The Hoyo de Monterey, Epicure Number 1. Again, it's a 46 ring gauge Corona Gorda by 5 and 5 eighths inches long. The third Hoyo we've done on the podcast and uh, we'll see how this does tonight. Box date on this is September 21. EGT, September 21. Okay. So When did you get these? I've had these probably for about... 2019. Four months. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do we know what they're going for now? Yeah, these are about 25 a stick. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's expensive. That's... Yeah.
0: Oh, really good on the light.
3: Oh, very good on the I'm light. I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know... Early in my Cuban cigar career, these were in my life a lot early on with the Monty 2s and the D4s and P2s kind of all floating around together. But we all kind of ran away from these because of performance issues, right? Yeah, which we've all had so many times with Hoyo. Yes.
0: But yeah, I'm in the same boat, Bam. I mean, this is certainly, Hoyo obviously is one of the big global brands. Everybody knows the name. Oh, yeah. There's obviously a non-Cuban version of Hoyo de Monterey. and you know, this cigar in its size was actually like to your point one of the first Corona Gordas I was smoking out of Cuba. Yeah. And then I moved fully over to the Magnum 46, which I think is a far wow. superior cigar. Agreed. At least until tonight. We'll see.
3: The start is nice. Yeah, great, great combustion. There's a nice little pungent profile there, which is really nice. How
0: would you describe the pungent? What what would you what would you say that is?
3: Very slight barnyard very slight. And um Almost like a, uh, you know, that little cheese curd type thing. Okay. I'm
1: getting a little bit of that. I'm getting some youth. I like it. I don't know. I'm surprised. This is better than I remember this cigar to start. Me I've too. only had, I think, one of these before. And I remember it being just like no. straight cedar and earth. You've had more of these. No, no. I've, one? I'm not, yeah. The Epi 1, no. I mean, really? the Epi 2, I've had plenty, but not not this. Really? Um, But this is... More complex than I remember this starting, and there's even like a Mm. faint creaminess about this. There is. There's definitely
0: a creaminess here. Yeah, yeah.
3: That dairy. It's like
0: cream cedar, maybe like a little berry. Yeah, some dried fruit for sure. And on
3: the foot, very slight baking spice for me. Just
0: very, very. The foot really reminds me of cohiba.
1: Yeah, senator. A little bit. I agree with baking spice on the the nose, just by the foot. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
0: off to a good start. Mm-hmm. So this cigar was originally released before the nineteen sixties.
3: What? Oh, nothing. I'm just laughing at Pagoda Smoke and smelling the foot. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to. I I can smell nothing. <laughs> just put it further up your nose. He <laughs> looks so when he he, he uh, looks perplexed. What he's <laughs> you got you got COVID?
5: You, you, you got, got COVID? Uh, no.
6: Yeah, I did. Yeah.
5: No. Do you have COVID now?
4: No. You can't no. say something. No.
6: No, I, I can't taste anything all the time anyway. <laughs> I just like the look it. Too much of spicy food. No, it's it's just that, uh, well, the hair in my nose uh, getting lit up over here.
3: All right. Nose clippers, man.
0: <laughs> so the Epicure number 1 was released before the 1960s. It comes in a variety of different uh, package options, in a display box of a 15 aluminum tubos, the five cardboard packs of three, which came out in 2011, it comes in a slide lid box of 25 cigars, and it used to come in a 50-count cabinet. Wow. Unfortunately, it does not anymore, like so many Cuban cigars. So the display box of 15 cigars in uh, five cardboard packs of three, like I said, that was introduced in 2003. It was discontinued in 2011, and then it, was, it reappeared uh, last year in 2022 for some unknown reason, as Cuban Cigar website calls it. So I don't know if that you know uh, type of packaging still exists for this cigar, but the main option that you're going to get the Epi Number 1 in is the Slidewood Box of 25. What's cool, too, is that before 2005, it featured no bands on it. It was one of those cigars from Habanos that had absolutely no bands. Oh, and now, obviously, it has two bands, the classic um, fifth version of the Hoyo band, which is really nice, actually.
1: And then a separate second band on it that says Epicure number one. So, just so I understand this correctly, before 05, the Epi one had no bands, but the Epi two, the Epi Especial had bands. I think so, yeah. I would love to know how they no, arrived at the that. No, Epi two <laughs> didn't
0: have bands before 2005 either.
1: Oh, okay. That would make more sense. Yeah.
2: I don't Pretty wild. Is it true? Any of the, I think none of the Hoyos
0: had. Yeah, bands. I think you're right. I think you're right. The Depute, the Du De Marie. None
2: they
4: did thought. not have bands. Yeah, they didn't have bands. Look and obviously, you. a lot of
0: cigars have been released Look since you, that time, and they all do. One of, the, one of the classic cigars, though, that did have a band, you know, just as old as this one, if not older, is the Double. Pollo Double Corona, and that always had a band on it, um, which comes in a 25-count dress box, and of course, the 50-count box of slide-lid cigars, slide, you know, slide box of cigars.
3: That HDC, I still love that
1: cigar.
0: We had some hit or miss moments. With we we had have. some. We had a grand slam.
3: We did
1: a couple I mean, times. Our We're first experience with it was great. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm glad everybody could have been there for that. <laughs> that was a great. Did we night. tell
0: that story on the podcast? <laughs> I think
1: we did. But uh, that was
0: the best cigar I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right, so let me it
1: tell z- the story. Says the lizard who did start it all that That's night. That's true. So
2: <laughs> <if> <laughs> black <laughs> I get blamed,
0: you do get blamed because <laughs> you're supposed to be the responsible one. Unlike <laughs> these guys. It wasn't at my house.
2: No, so but you
1: spoke yours you smoked yours at your house and told us we should light it up. You zoomed in on it actually. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys are at Pooba's house,
0: Rooster's at his own home. And I had procured our first ever fifty count box for the group. That was incredible. The, by the Hoyo way. Double Corona fifty count box. It was we back split when you it had up. global entry, I had global but, entry then. But global global you guys, cigar you guys insider. Had
2: smoked that cigar prior. No, that was like, no, that was the oh, never? First, never. Never. No, you so told us had had how it great before. it was, it.
3: and that's why we lit it up. Okay. Well, the so connoisseur I, corner has that all. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> but
2: I have had the Double Coronas before. Okay. But this—that was a first for us. Yeah, all of
6: us. This was right after the poker game. Right.
0: So these guys right. are at Puba's house on his deck.
3: That was a great night. That was
0: lighting up cigars, and then Rooster. You know, I asked him. I said, "Let's split this. Or let's smoke it together for the first time." And then I'm not able to make it, and I'm getting group texts blown up about how incredible this cigar is at like two in the morning. And uh, yeah, I, you
3: were doing payroll that night.
0: I am still resentful. <laughs> I can't, for the life of me,
5: remember why I didn't. Sh- why? Why was I out of town? I must have been out of town. I don't know. I wasn't able to go.
0: So this was during COVID. Yeah, it was a COVID thing. It was. It was probably you weren't traveling. Late twenty, yeah, it's a while. It's been a while. They smoked the box of cigars that I got for all of them. That yep. was hard to find without Smok- me. He smoked
3: all of them.
4: Yeah, one, yeah. one
0: night.
3: Those <laughs> things, those things are still very hard to find. I think impossible. Yeah, that,
0: I think those are harder to find right now than Lusitania. It's crazy. I mean, you know, they they come in a variety of different packages, but they're they're hard to get. So yeah. you still the, have you still have some.
3: I have six or seven
1: left. Yeah, I don't have any left. You guys, yeah, you sold. Yeah. Giz and I got rid of ours. Yeah, we got rid of them. What was, them-
0: what was the issue? Was it plucked? It after was- that, after the first, sec- first or second cigar, I mean, they the performance just really, on the rest of them that we had, it just seemed like a very, and flavor-wise, it just wasn't doing it for me.
1: My very last one I had was here at our lounge. I was sitting at the bar, and I just, it, it didn't burn. Hmm. It was awful. It was so frustrating. Wow. I'm not sure what happened.
0: But people love those sticks, man, and they, uh, they're sought
1: after, so. Yeah. Yeah. A Rod's buying them all up. Yeah. Is That's he? his favorite cigar. That's what he smokes all the time. Yeah. Oh,
0: shit. Yeah. So, Hoyo de, uh, de Monterey was established in 1865 by Don Jose, Jose Hener de Batet. This is pretty cool. He's the owner, he was the owner of La Acepcion, which was a marca that preceded Hoyo that now is used by Habanos for special releases. So, there are some La Acepcion. Uh, cigars that have been released in the last 15 or 20 years. Cool. Playing homage to that long history. Obviously, it's not a regular production marca, but they use it for special stuff. Uh, I think we mentioned this on a previous episode, so I'll kind of gloss over it on one of the other Hoyo episodes we did. But the brand was very successful and completely fell off in the 1930s. For some reasons, it changed hands several times and, and was a significant brand. Even after the industry was taken over during the Cuban Revolution, and it still remains a, a global brand. And then in the 1980s, 90s, obviously 2000s, really, really took off again as a major global brand. And anywhere that Cupid cigars are sold, you're always going to see this white Hoyo de Monterey band. Yep. Always. So in the Epicure line, there are uh, quite a few cigars, which we could talk about. There's five or four, I believe. Uh, the Epicure number two, which we did on a previous episode, which came out in 1972, which is a Robusto 50 by 4 and 7 eighths inches. That's a classic cigar. People, yeah. Yeah. you know, as far as Cuban Robustos go, people love the Epi
3: 2. I recently got a box of those. Did you? Just to hold on to. Uh, I like that cigar. I've always liked it, never had a problem. Epi 1s have had a lot of problems with. Yeah, these just don't perform as well. Then there's the Epicura Special, which
0: Rooster mentioned earlier, which is a Gordito. 50 ring gauge by five and a half inches. That came out in 2008. And then finally, they have a La Casa del Habano exclusive release called the Epicure Deluxe, which is the same size as the Coh- uh, Cohiba Magicos, 52 ring gauge by four and a half inches, which comes in slide lid box of 10. So, yeah, they, um, Habanos puts a lot of emphasis on Hoyo de Monterey. And, uh, you know, as we've talked about, with uh, I, would, I would put this brand kind of next to Romeo. Not on that same level, but as far as how much volume they produce, how yeah. you know uh, famous the brand is, how many people reach for those cigars, I just don't think they stack up. No, in performance, let's let's take flavor out of it. Let's but just talk performance. You wouldn't
3: put this above the Romeo line. I would. I would put this above Romeo, but just slightly. Okay. It's
0: I
1: there. think to Gizmo's point, I-, I view those two brands as quantity over quality. That's Absolutely. true. Where I think like some of the other brands that we love, Partigas, Upman, I think it's quality over quantity. 100% agree.
3: Absolutely. Although I have to say, this is really smoking elegantly tonight. It's creamy. It's sophisticated. It's delicious, I think. I I'm, agree. Yeah. It, it's really an elegant experience right now.
0: Yeah. Half an Subtle. inch in, this is one of the better Epi-1s that I've had. So far. Ever. Yeah. A- so a- far. I mean, even on the light, I've had some real stinkers that <laughs> on the light, you're like, this is not going to be good. The, the draw is a little tight. Yeah, mine is too. well that okay. goes
3: to the consistent inconsistency because mine's yeah. perfect. <laughs> mine's perfect. Yeah, and as that's well. always
0: been the problem. And I think it also goes to the size, too. That I think there's just a lot of tobacco in these Cuban Corona Gordas. You know, the Magnum forty six sometimes suffers from tight draw. You know, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of them honestly. They do it, it is half a box. I mean, I love that cigar, but truly, exactly half a box. You're you just know going in you're gonna to have to have a perfect draw on you to try to smoke it. Yeah, which one? The, the Magnum Mag 46. The Mag
0: 46. It's the same size as this. You know, I just think that there's a lot of tobacco um, yeah. in this Vitola. You know, it just it just sets itself up for um, potential draw issues.
6: Hmm. Yeah, what I'm finding is the front of my palate's become very flavorful, but the back I'm getting a little bit of, I guess, tobacco.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs>
6: no, I feel like a little, it's a little harsh towards it, I, I, and I'm not sure why. My
5: my um, finish is also pungent. I'd say it's a, it's I love pungent. that.
2: Though. It has a little it's, dry finish.
5: It, yeah, that's a great that's way of putting it. Yeah,
2: I agree. The finish is right.
0: So the question is, is: Do you guys like that or no? I like it.
3: I have no problem with this.
5: Right. Now. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm, I think that was the youth that I was describing because it felt a little. What ammonia like balanced or ammonia? Yeah, ammonia E. Um. I
2: don't taste the ammonia.
5: I don't eat I, I I think I was equating that because they're kind of similar, but
2: but that does have like a not a scent, but you kind of you can tell when it's like an ammonia flavor that you're and you, uh, you, and you taste get. it on, on in the <laughs> in, taste, in the mouth. Yeah, you know, but yeah. this
5: you don't you taste this is good in the mouth. Ammonia the is distinct. Yeah. You want to throw that cigar across the room.
2: But sometimes you just get it and then it goes away. That's true.
0: So yeah.
6: You remember we were talking about it a very long time back, you should blow out, and oftentimes the ammonia goes right. out in the beginning. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, purge the cigar. Mm. I always do that. As I'm lighting the foot um, of the cigar when I'm lighting it, the first thing I do before I you know, put the cigar in my mouth and light it for real, you know, I toast the foot, and then I purge the smoke out. Every cigar? Every cigar. I purge the smoke out, and then I light it. But you, you don't have to do it in the beginning. You could do it when you're like halfway through, so you kind of...
2: Just, you never, can always purge
3: the cigar. I don't know about the rest of you. I never do that. Yeah. Me neither. No. Yeah, yeah. Every time, time I light quiet. a
0: cigar, I do it. Oh, Interesting. When I toast it, I, I purge that, and then I light it. Oh, you're a technician. <laughs> Why well, they call me Gizmo.
3: Yes, sir. <laughs> he does
0: come with instructions. Yes, sir. <laughs> So Hoyo has a lot of cigars in its line. We only covered a few. Uh, they have the Coronations, which is, which is a Petite Corona. They have the La Hoyo series, which features a few. The Dumer, which is a small Panatella, very small, 30 ring gauge by 3 and seven eighths inches. They have the Palmas Extra, which is a Corona, 40 by 5 1/2. Another La Hoyo called the Depute. It's a short
2: Panatella. I like
0: that. You like that cigar,
2: right? Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: I think Senator,
3: I gave him one. Very it's a, good. It's a Depute. 2013 What's the Vitolas? It's, it's a small, short Panatella. It's a, it's a, it's a 38 by 38. 4 and 3 eighths. Ah, okay. Quick smoke.
0: Yeah. They also and have a Petit flavor. Robusto, which is a 50 ring gauge by 4. Epicure Special, as we mentioned. Robusto Extra 50 by five and a half. the Gordito. Uh, they have some Casa del Habano exclusive releases. The Epicure Deluxe, which is a magicos. We talked about that. The Lojo de San Juan, which is a Robusto Extra 54, a little under 6 inches. The Elegantes Tacos. That's the one we did. We did not do the Escogito, <laughs> The Elegantes, which did not do well. We'll go over the rating later. We had tacos. LCDH uh, Perfecto, 47 ring gauge by six and a quarter. We did do that one on the podcast. The Rio Seco we just mentioned, which is an Eramosos, 56 ring gauge by five and a half. I could go on and on and on. Only marca that doesn't have a pyramid. That's true. Is that true? What's funny, though, you can get a Hoyo Pyramid. In the selection Pyramidies sampler, where they feature the six global brands, they do make, or they put a Hoyo band on whatever they have. <laughs> That's probably what they do. Which is probably <laughs> the, the most likely scenario. It's a quaba. You can it's a you can get a sample, uh, and it's a pyramid. Cool. You know, but alongside the Montu, not a regular, production. not in a regular line. Yeah. Just which is also the same for Hoyo, or excuse me, for Upman with the Robusto in the selection Robusto. They do not have a regular production Robusto. Um, the Royal Robusto, but that's not a tr- uh, that's All not right. the same size. Um, but, but almost every marca has a pyramid.
2: And
1: a Robusto true. and a Robusto. I mean, and both really? are ridiculous. Yeah. The fact yeah. that Oyo doesn't have a <laughs> uh, sorry that Upman doesn't have a Robusto is crazy to me. It's another demerit.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Hoyo doesn't have a pyramid. The Escaguido, which uh, Rooster mentioned, is a La Casa del Habano uh, exclusive release. It's a double Corona, forty nine ring gauge by seven and an eighth inch. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of in line with the Hoyo Double Corona. They just put a second band on it. They have the Souvenir Deluxe, which is a Petite Corona. You guys would know this one. It comes in those five-pack tins, uh, similar to the Partagas. The half Corona. Uh, no, the it. other Partagas. Um, oh, the Capital. The Capital. Comes in a similar tin to that. And then finally, they have a Robusto coming uh, in a Originalis Vitola 54 ring gauge by 4 and 7 eighths inches called the Epicure Number 3 which they announced last year and is coming out probably in two or three years.
5: I'm so looking forward to that.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I mean, they must have...
3: pagodas sure. on fire tonight. 50, <laughs> Someone get the fire extinguisher. His fire's smoldering. It's building. It's building.
0: <laughs> they must have 50 or 100 uh, various fatolas that have been canceled over the years. Wow. And they also, you know, obviously as a global brand, uh, Habanos uses this a lot for Adesio and Limitadas. Mm. So that's a pretty common thing. So you see a lot of those out there, ground Reservas, Reservas, et cetera. So that's the rundown of Boya de Monterey. What do you guys think of the Epicure number one? We're about an inch in. Yeah, I like it.
3: I have no complaints. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah I think like it's performing so well.
0: Tastes okay. I, I don't love it. It's not something yeah, that sort of I'm excited okay. about. It's, it's not ex-
3: it's not exciting, right? There isn't much there, but what you do get, it's pretty creamy <laughs> and smooth. Right? I was
5: gonna say the same. Well, not the same exact thing, but a very similar thing. I was gonna say it's kind of boring, but I but I it's not boring enough for me to be like this is trash. I think you this is a very good cigar. You can't throw it away. No, it's a g- it's a good cigar, but I think maybe there's an expectation miss that there or something. I don't know, but
0: I th- I think for me it just lacks absolute complexity. I just mm, think that there's yeah. nothing from a flavor standpoint or, that's just interesting beyond I'm smoking a decent cigar. Yeah. You know, which I, for the money, for the competitors, even inside the Habanos catalog, like the Magnum 46 and others, you would I expect more from this cigar. Is this a well-acclaimed cigar? Yeah, people love the oh, Epicure one. Yeah. Epi 1, Epi 2, Double well, the, Corona. No, I know the Epi 2. Epi oh. 1 is two. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get right now these cigars are not as not easy uh, yeah around as they were epi 2 comes out a little bit more than these two but you know like even uh, on foh they were they had a conversation going about how epi ones have completely uh, disappeared over the Senator, last what do you year
1: think? you know i think uh, i kind of agree with what everybody has said uh, my expectations are very low for for oil so this has definitely exceeded them i think you know bam says a very pleasant smoke um smooth creamy very well constructed great draw, things I never say about oil. So sure. I, I'm actually very pleased because of that. But I also don't think Gizmo's wrong in that it, it's not that interesting. It's not like there's mm-hmm. even one particular pronounced flavor note I'm getting that I'm saying like, oh, wow, that that's really drawing me back to it. It's just that for this kind of mild style that it's delivering, there's nothing offensive. And it's just, I think Grindr said, like just interesting enough that I'm happy with it. But it, it probably you know would benefit from something a little yeah. more pronounced. I think this is a great cigar to be like if you have those guests that we this
5: the guest example. That's a great. That's point. like I want a Cuban cigar. Like you know they're insistent about. This is a good one to give because it's not like a throwaway, but it's kind of like the a throwaway. It's, it's <laughs> oh. yeah. that's that's the, the
3: problem is it's twenty five dollars. Yeah, that's the problem. 20, 25 oh. bucks. Yeah. I think
2: I would give them a D four over this oh, any, what? any day.
3: Well, yeah. well, yeah, the same I mean, price. You must really same, like same, those guests. And they're easier to get. D4, D4 is easier brightness. to get They
2: would be a lot more satisfied with the D4 over this.
5: Yep, Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, if you want to treat your guests well, you give them a D4. <laughs> but I'm thinking, you know, at 25, I guess I'm, that's that's a lot for this.
0: So much they are now. Everything's going up that yeah, price. Is, yeah. all, I,
1: I think the yeah. thing, though, Grinder's saying that I agree with is this is a good beginner's cigar. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. a D4 could be enjoyable to a beginner but for someone truly new to cigars it may have a little more flavor than they're probably ready for where this is so easy going i mean anybody who's interested in a cigar would probably be able to appreciate this yes Fantastic. that's exactly what, great point. i think my mom would enjoy this cigar <laughs> <laughs> i'm
0: gonna give this to my mother as her first cigar every every, every mom's favorite cigar Mama Ever, my you're mom, number <laughs> mom Mama. you're number one mom you're number
1: one well that solves mother's day like son
2: you don't have the double corona for me
0: Don't you love (laughs) me?
1: You don't want to turn around.
6: Okay, (laughs) I better shut up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just don't find there to be much interesting about it. Unfortunately, I think to you know everybody's point. I think it's performing fine. I think it tastes okay.
5: It's just uh, it's just boring. I have uh, I think I think it's a a good time to have a uh, something to maybe cleanse the palate because this aftertaste is just laborious.
0: Let's try it. We got the uh, it's a heavy lift. We got the Lambay Irish whiskey which uh, brought it in tonight cuz it says it's finished in cognac casks which uh, we've done a run of a lot of cognacs on the pod. I don't among many other are. things. I so I have
5: had this sitting in ice for a little bit and it's and it's it's dissolved. The the aroma on the nose. It's very fruity. Yeah, Do you guys it get is? that? Yeah, it's like, fruity. It's like
3: Yep. It is. Watermelony. But similar to our cigar, for me, it's, it, it kind of lacks complexity in body.
0: And it's very light. Yeah, it's, it's drinkable, light. but... I'll be honest. I think that where this is, as far as body goes, I think it matches perfectly with the cigar.
1: I agree. I was yeah. going to say the same I think thing. anything
0: more, yeah. we'd be saying
2: it's we overpowering, said that earlier. Yeah. this, this yeah. mild cigar. It looks like a Japanese whiskey. It does.
0: It's yeah. very light in it's color. True. That's a good point, Rooster. For the listener, I mean, Ooh. as far as whiskey goes, even Irish whiskey... Yellow. It's very, yeah. It's very thin, and it, it's no, not very
3: viscous. No cognac going on in there.
0: No, no, no. no, no Maybe no. it was in there for like two days. It reminds <laughs> me of Dalwhinnie. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah, right.
0: I gotta say, I I like the front. Of, I like the front of this. I like
6: although, it. although less sweeter.
0: Yeah,
6: yeah. but but fruitier. I, like
5: is better than this. It's pretty. I mean, I think it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's an I mean, Irish. Right. Irish are triple distilled. They're usually very light. You know, it so looks I'm
6: like flavored food. water. <laughs>
0: That's because we so gave
5: ahead. you uh,
3: we gave you seltzer with lemon.
5: All right, fair enough. It's tasting good with this with this of something else.
3: How much is that bottle? Do we know? <laughs> I think it's about forty bucks. Forty five bucks. I yeah, saw 40, on, 40, 45 yeah. oh, That's a lot of money for that. Sorry, is anything, for me, yeah.
2: Is there anything? There's nothing any cheaper scotch than forty
0: whiskey. That's cheaper.
2: Yeah. No,
3: but there's other scotches that pay like ten more dollars and get a really nice experience.
0: So, Senator, do we know anything about Lambay? What do you? Not a lot of history there. I know that.
1: Yeah, there's there's not much, but there, there's some something that's interesting about their story. It says uh, uh Lambay uh, Irish whiskey company made its market debut in 2018 as an independent whiskey company based in Dublin. The company, this is what's interesting, the company is born from a collaboration between Camus, the world's leading family-owned cognac producer, and the Baring Family's uh, Trust of Lambay Island. It was named after the island of Lambay in Ireland, a private wildlife sanctuary owned by the Bering family since 1904. So, I mean, it's, it's a product of very established brands and companies. I'm really surprised that a cognac company is making Irish whiskey. That's a little odd to me. But, um, I mean, it's very new, 2018. I mean, they're, they're very new at this, and yeah. I think it kind of shows this is a very hence the performance level it. uh, expression. <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's definitely better than the romper we tried. Did we do that?
0: We didn't do that on the pod. Oh, we didn't. It was, that, it was that bad
6: that day. <laughs>
0: so on the, on the back of the bottle, Senator, it, it, and, and I'm curious what you guys think of these flavor notes. I always love reading the flavor notes on these bottles because I always mm-hmm. think they're so far off. Features notes of malt, flora. Nope. Cracked almonds. Nope. And pepper.
3: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it,
0: To me, they're over four. What the heck? On the flavor notes. I don't get any of that <laughs> no. on this. And are you guys getting any of the cognac finish? Not at all. No. To me, it's Zero. just very sweet and kind of
1: fruity up front, but I don't. I again with the cigar, I don't mind that at all. This is so sweet and light that this honestly reminds me of like a, um, like a cla- water. no, like a like a Classe Azul tequila, oh, so, so. Oh, where it's like super light and sweet. Very, that's a great point. Yeah, that's really what it reminds me of. Just light, sweet, easy drinking. That's yeah, yeah. Clase Azul tequila, and this would probably make good cocktails.
3: You make mix this yeah, with something it's good. Yeah. Like a summer cocktail. Yeah.
4: yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Not anything that requires serious whiskey. Mm-mm. But it, it is like, helping. Can you imagine making a Manhattan with this thing? <laughs> no, please. I mean by God. Yeah. <laughs>
6: In a way, I wouldn't qualify it as a whiskey, but hey. What
3: what,
5: what is it not, if not a whiskey? Tell me. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a whiskey,
3: does
1: it? You know. Yeah, it really does. I mean, honestly, to me, this does not drink like ninety-nine percent of whiskeys. Speaking I of agree.
3: Man- Speaking of Manhattan, sorry. I gotta cut right to this. We need cocktails. Yeah, on this podcast. We've actually okay.
0: we, we actually put it up on the Instagram. I don't know if you guys saw it.
3: We did. We put yeah.
0: it up um, asking the listeners for cocktail recommendations and requests. So we actually got quite a few. I got f- quite a few emails oh, let's from folks. It. Yeah, so we we you know, we have to we have to do some mixed drinks nice. uh coming up on the pod. We That's got a, we got a lot of between Senator and
3: Pagoda. I think we're set here. And Puba with his bloodies. That's right. That's true. Bloody Marys? Yeah. What would you pair with a Bloody Mary? I oh, would a probably
0: pair a Cuban. Oh yeah, like I, I D4. love uh, yeah D four. Anything partigas I think, really pairs well with the mm. the kind of little bit of um, spice, spice spiciness. of uh, you know bloody.
5: That's kind of a silly question because I like pretty much all the room pairs a bloody with something every Sunday. Morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have an answer for you.
0: Yeah, you could do a Corona's claro. Yeah, that could be yeah. interesting. I think anything Cuban Water. goes well with that. And I think what's interesting about the flavor profile of a Bloody Mary with the between the the acidity in the tomato combined with the, the spiciness. It, if for some reason, it really just works well, shockingly well, with Cuban cigars for me.
5: Agreed. I haven't had a bloody in a long time.
0: Yeah, I haven't had one in probably a, quite a few months. Me too. Yeah, we got to get back to that.
6: Yeah, this summer, I, I don't think yeah we've really indulged into bloodies. That's
0: the problem is we had a, we're back to work and
3: life... Yeah. You know, it's like all School's that stuff's getting
0: in, getting, the, yeah, everything's yeah. getting in the way of our, uh, and, you know, imbibing.
3: Extracurricular. Back to school night coming up. You excited in, about that, Bam? Walking the halls. <laughs> we just need
1: to imbibe more discreetly. Exactly. <laughs> That's where Flask. the lizard sippy cup and the thermos come in. <laughs> the thermos, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
5: Oh, what a great moment that was. Puba describing the thermos at the soccer game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's crazy is he's not he's you not, know he's not rare in doing that, so no. I think all the parents that go to those games have some sort of oh yeah,
1: I think grinder and games. I are just a few years off of following right in his footsteps, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, the three of you can compare notes, so I have to make a a note i I don't think I've ever gotten a correction as far as making an error on this podcast, as I did with episode ninety eight we did the uh Kawaba Salomon, and I read a note that. And I said it a few times, I think the Kwaba's not designated for regional edition releases. And I think I got maybe 25 between Instagram, email, and everything else going, You crazy. You know, <laughs> there's, there's a regional. So you got lit up. <laughs> I got lit up. We got
5: lit up.
1: This so, is good. Gizmo sometimes needs accountability. This yeah, he good. does.
5: <laughs> uh,
0: actually, more often
5: than not. Bam Bam has been waiting for this moment. Mm-hmm. I know he has.
0: Every time I'm under the gun, Bam
3: lights up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> I do. I, I crack a smile. <laughs> he enjoys it too much. Like the Grinch. So, in fact,
0: there was a Asia Pacifico edition Regional that was announced in 2020, came out in mid-21. It's a perfecto taco size, very similar to the Elegantes. Uh, from Hoyo, that we did on the podcast recently, 47 ring gauge by six and a quarter. So, in fact, I was wrong. There is a Kawaba regional. Wow. So, I'd like to duly apologize to the listeners for feeding
1: them bad information.
0: I'm not apologizing to you guys. No, but I'm apologizing <laughs> to the listeners.
1: Oh, come on. You let us down is. <laughs> Did <laughs> you guys have a meeting about it? I I couldn't sleep <laughs> last <laughs> night just
3: thinking about this.
5: The first rule
3: of How accountability hour is you have to take accountability. That's I, right. Full accountability here. That's kind of cool though. The, there's merit because listeners are listening. That's yeah, right. exactly what but I was going to say. It's awesome. Yeah, It's awesome. We need Yeah, more
0: the listeners that. are on it. Like now when I'm like prepping for an episode, like <laughs> I'm like shit, I better get this
5: right. Better be on point. Yeah. It's, it's always so it's always so fun to hear that people tune in to listen as they smoke a cigar on the patio and just be like, I'm going to hang out and listen to the pod. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so great. to. It's so fulfilling. And, and the, the
0: feedback that's coming in now is, is really just incredible. So I Really incredible. Uh,
2: Let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever listened to the pod for the second time or third time while you're smoking that cigar that we talk about on the
3: pod? That's a great question. a great question. No. No. Actually, that's a great question. Uh, no. No, Actually,
2: See what I do. I don't think any of us have done that. We should do that.
6: It's
3: a great should. idea. By, by the time, time, I think
2: it would just enhance the whole experience. I agree. I try
6: you to. Really I try to I think next to it. time we are hanging out on my deck, we'll do that.
4: Because <laughs> <laughs> now, sh-
1: now that you have the Sonos set up. Yep. Thank oh. you. By the way, oh, oh it was yeah. so technological got, assistance.
3: Wait, you got a <laughs> rover? <You> got TV? <laughs> no,
1: no. He 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 bought the Sonos, the Move. That's for any listener out there. Right. If you want like a great portable outdoor speaker, the best one is the Sonos Move um I i'll know put it in the episode description you have nice. one yeah. so rooster and i have giz i
0: have a bose
1: little one but i have sonos no everywhere. that doesn't count that doesn't count rooster and i have one be now accountable pagoda has one be accountable <laughs> uh, but pagoda had it we were at pagoda's the other night and um he's like oh i got the move i was like great and because he had this little speaker the music it was like hard to even hear so i was like bring it out of here he's like i tried setting this thing up so long i couldn't it just doesn't work so I had to put my Gizmo hat on and I got his sono set up and now he's uh,
6: you know, now he's I, I, in. I didn't get the tech jeans being Indian. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> That's, That's true, man. By the what? way,
0: I sent him unsolicited <laughs> the other day because we were talking on the chat yeah, about exactly did. this. About unsolicited. I sent him three links. I said, here's the TV, here's the <laughs> Rover <laughs> cart, and here's the TV cover. Order them immediately. Did you order them?
3: Not yet. Jesus. Pagone. Gizmo even filled the cart for you. I did. Did I not? I sent him three links. <laughs> I said, bing, bang, boom. Order them. He did. He did. Order them.
5: <laughs> Bing, bang, boop
0: Bing, bang, boom <laughs>
6: No, he really did And and I Yeah, I think I should order I, them right
2: I know away. why he's not ordering it Because it's oh. winter coming No, because He's like, you know Who's going to put that thing together?
5: Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, we're like, we're going to put it together The uh, the Sonos move is I, I personally don't have one But I've given it As a gift twice And it's like Everyone
1: loves it It's game changing By the way, they just came out with I'm such a sucker for Sonos products This is almost embarrassing to admit they just came out with the Sonos Move 2, Ooh. which has 24 hour battery life. Which wow. is That's a pretty good. That's pretty good. The nice. current one, I think, is like eight hours, maybe. Um so I just ordered that.
6: Hey why do you think I bought it? It was on sale.
1: That's right cuz you got I got the, a bunch bucks off. <laughs> hey listen. There's, cool. there's a lot of Indian in me from that perspective. The other yeah. thing I like with Sonos <laughs> this is what makes it so easy to get in the rabbit hole with them. They now have like an upgrade program where if you upgrade any existing product that they make a new version of, they'll give you 15% off the oh, new product. That's give you so credit. Cool. Yeah, it's Very like nice. 15% that's great. off. Nice. Well,
2: that's that's good. Okay,
0: 50 maybe I'd consider <laughs> I'll put that in the uh, episode description the Sonos move for oh, folks. Yeah to check that out. So, you know, going back to the question that Rooster asked about listening to the pod, I mean, by the time I'm done editing the episode, I'm so sick of my own voice that I never go back and listen unless I need to, or, you know, it's, you know, pops up in the car and I'm checking something. But the one thing I will say though, is after I'm done done editing, I often find myself, even if we have a cigar that's kind of mediocre, after editing and listening to it as much as I do, I'm always thinking of the next day I always want that specific cigar. Really? And I often light it. Oh. Yeah. I always go back and say, you know what? I remember the it happened on the Kowaba Salomon episode. You had one the day after? The day after I was really craving the Salomon because we, you know, had a nice experience with it. We did. You okay. know, so I don't know. That's my experience with, hmm. with listening back. Well, we
4: we don't have any
3: of those. No, we don't. He doesn't share. <laughs> there we go.
6: <laughs> you know, talking about listeners. Um, I ended up meeting uh, another listener at Carnegie the other day. And uh, it was great. He, oh,
1: Giannis on the Bucks. Yes. yeah. Oh, we, we did see Giannis, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Giannis
0: was there. He's, he's not yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. A- he he avid
1: there. listener. He loves our podcast,
4: by <laughs> the way. He's
0: coming to the Knicks.
6: Yes, he's coming <laughs> to the Knicks. The rumor starts here, and he'll be a neck. Uh, saw him at Carnegie, and he is so bloody tall. It's, you know, it's like, uh, you you can, said, keep, you can keep looking up. It's ridiculous. And he a higher
2: f- double corona looks like a petite corona in him, It does. Yeah.
3: So he sent out a photo of Giannis. To me, he looked frail. Really? I mean, very lean. Thin. thin. Very, very lean. He did look thin. Huh. Very lean.
2: But on a of, court, a on a I mean, he's jacked. He's jacked. He's on the Mediterranean diet.
1: I mean, speed. the crazy thing is, if you look at photos- The, ph- the pharmaceutical great. diet. <laughs> if you look at photos, when he came in the league versus now- He was a stick. He literally looked like he hadn't. He was starved and didn't have food. I mean, it's crazy <laughs> how much muscle this guy put on once he got into the NBA. Yeah, he's an Adonis, that guy, man. Yeah, KD could use some of that muscle. <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: so you were really, saying well, he's really he, He's
0: the Slim Reaper for a reason. So Pagoda, you were saying you met a listener. I want to hear this. So yeah, I'm so really interested
6: in this. So he's uh, from Toronto, and uh, he was talking about how difficult it is to find a place to smoke there. But they still do have a reasonable cigar community, and um, they're not very uh, happy with the way cigars are being sold in Canada now. I think I'd me- we had mentioned this in one of the episodes before mm-hmm. that they cover the label with a you know like a very uh, generic wrapper so that it's not really attractive to, uh, you know, the younger kids and so on and so forth.
3: You can't smoke outdoors.
6: And you can't smoke anywhere. He says, even if you go buy cigars, you, you can't have to smoke hide there. in your garage, apparently.
0: It's
2: the worst. Yeah, and pray yeah, that and your pray neighbors that don't yeah. call the police. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> pray your <laughs> yeah. neighbor doesn't
2: smell
3: Trudeau's it. Trudeau's Canada. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Speaking yeah. of a cop shows up on a horse, it's like a reverse utopia out there. Can
1: you imagine we we started recording the podcast at my place, and we all lived in Canada in my garage. <laughs> oh my we would God. have had the police there, like after episode two, <laughs> but so we're you in just the backyard the window, and it's pouring out. We're <laughs> in the backyard, seven smoke. of us
0: peeing in a line. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, Pagoda, sorry.
6: No, no. So, what was great is you know once again we keep reiterating you know how the cigar community is just an amazing community to be involved with and belong to, really. Uh, you know we started a conversation and he happened to listen to the episodes and with a buddy of his in a garage and he says oh you're the group of guys that hang hang out together and you talk about cigars and he wasn't very into it but his buddy was but he and so you know it's it's interesting that people are trying cigars because you know we're sharing the knowledge uh, which is great but having said that I'll be uh, in Toronto in a couple of weeks and He's invited me over to go and meet his buddy in his garage and we'll smoke there. He says, Don't worry about it. I have a place for you to smoke cigars. Once again, <laughs> you know, it's uh it's uh wonderful being a part of this uh excellent community. Right. He'll be like, here, let's go in his sub cellar.
0: <laughs> yeah, he has like a he has like a yeah. doomsday if, bunker. Exactly. If he's Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: If you need to post bail, just call one of us. <laughs> no, no.
0: I don't have any Canadian dollars, so I'm out. No, but that's, that's amazing, man. You know, hearing from listeners, I mean, even, you know, we had a pretty big discussion on that episode about the ethics of going to Cuba and buying Cuban cigars. We, you know, we had a long discussion about that and we had a lot of listener feedback on kind of both sides of the issue, you know, kind of these internal debates that are happening. Um, So, you know, we love hearing from listeners. uh, So please definitely email us and Obviously, tell us what you want us to smoke and drink, but also give us you know, feedback. So what, what were the listeners saying? I'll give you one right now. So Carl wrote, I get the conflict one might have with purchasing Cubans. It's interesting how opinions are shaped. China, for example, is widely accused of using child labor and modern-day slavery, and the U.S. consumer as a whole hardly bats an eye. We funnel billions into the hands of tyrannical governments across the globe, and much of the population are oblivious participants. Why should Cuba be any different? Mm. He's not wrong. No, he's not. Not wrong. You know, it's, it's just, it's an interesting, you know, thought. And I always go back to, every time I, you know, I get an email from someone, I always go back to, you know, what, what the, those individual moments that we have on the ground in Havana where we're able to help someone. That defines it for me. Agree. So, yeah, we had a, we had a lot of good feedback on that. So tough, tough times in
5: Cuba right now.
0: It is. Inflation through the roof. And now, did you guys hear, by the way, JetBlue has completely stopped flying to Cuba. It's nuts. Period. And United has stopped flying their direct flights from Newark. They had daily direct flights, which we took advantage of, obviously, from Newark to Havana every day and and back. And now they've gotten rid of the direct flights. You have to now connect in Houston at their hub to get to Havana. Oh my God. So there are now between JetBlue leaving entirely and EWR not having any flights from United, there are no New York airports that have direct flights to Havana at all. So we in, need, to, we of, need to
1: file a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is like discriminatory against every c- cigar, cigar man. I in the mean, this is ridiculous.
2: <laughs> Lizard
0: discrimination.
2: I mean, instead of a four hour flight, it's going to be a six, six and a half hour flight. That's a disaster. The stop over in Miami or Houston. Or Houston, And
3: yeah. you Better hope you make it. Can't to the I take a flight. cruise ship from Bayonne to Cuba? G- no, good, good so luck with there's, that. There's
1: <laughs> no float over uh, on a piece of driftwood. Let us know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no, no, no cruise ships no, no, from the no,
5: U.S. <laughs> it's going to be one of those gliders with a motor on it, <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> do we know? Do we know why? Uh, I think it's, it's a volume. Black, it's black just a
0: volume demand. issue. Yeah, I mean, wow. I, how many times, guys? You know, on our flights back and forth, the plane is half full or less. You know, yeah. there's times where you have the entire road to yourself, and that's the entire plane. Obviously, they're making a lot of money on baggage because people fly pretty heavy, you know, on bags. But, you know, certainly not enough to warrant a daily route, which is odd to me. But I guess, like Grinder said, I mean, things have just gotten so bad economically in in Cuba that it's just a challenge. It's odd because JetBlue is only flying, Saturday, like, one day a week. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, that's you, from JFK. They did JFK, fly other... I think they probably flew from Miami, Fort Lauderdale, not, maybe. Oh, you yeah. know, um, but they've completely stopped flying in yeah, and out I mean, of United was every day. Yeah, but you know, United's still flying in Havana. JetBlue is completely done. Period. Their entire company,
5: no more flights to Cuba, which is a big loss. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough time economically, and then to have a drop in tourism that hurts even more. You know, it's, it's not good. Yeah, you know, and you know, we were talking earlier. There was a. Uh, an article in the in CNN about mercenary Russian mercenary recruiters basically lying to Cuban uh, to Cuban nationals to get them to sign up and and fight for Russia and Ukraine, oh my God, and they horrible. they get over there and then they they disappear.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's awful,
0: it's horrendous. And I think you know, like you said, they you know the Russia was lying to the Cuban government about it
4: mm-hmm.
0: and to the Cuban people that they were recruiting. <laughs> you know, just completely telling lies to. You know, bolster their ranks with Cuban nationals who have no skin in the game here. Nope, for Russia or Ukraine, and now they're fighting a war that, you know, thousands of miles away from home.
5: Horrendous. It's infuriating. It, it makes it makes you again realize that people will do desperate things when they're in desperate positions. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, boys, what do you think of the uh, Epicure number one? About halfway through here. It's all right. It's typical uh,
4: Hoyo
2: DNA. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. You know, you get that cream, you get that cedar. Mm -hmm. But it's a little bit different than the Epi-2.
0: Yeah. I think the Epi-2 has an added layer of complexity and sweetness that is absent here.
3: I get more coffee in the Epi-2 for me than this. Um, And it's a bit richer. Both, I like both,
1: though. I, I can't say that I hate them. I have an odd construction complaint.
4: The ash <laughs> really? on my cigar is
1: super flaky and is just like crumbling off at points, which I had ash like all over me. I was just wiping off something about how this was rolled. And I noticed it's funny because when I looked at the foot, it was, it looked wide open. I thought this was going to have too open a to draw. But then when I cut the cigar and we, we first lit it clearly down by like the the head of the cigar, it's actually somehow densely packed. So I think it's just like so loosely rolled at points that the ash is just kind of crumbling off as it burns. It's Makes either sense. that
2: or you got the short filler hoyo.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the scraps. Gizmel Gizmo bought more
1: fakes. <laughs> I did. I bought some more fakes.
5: <laughs> I don't. I don't have any major complaints. I also don't have any many accolades. Yeah. Um, it's right down I, the middle. I think the. Um, I've had it touched up like two or three times, so far, but generally it's a good burn. I ha- I don't have flaky ash.
3: Um. Yeah, it's just kind of it's indifferent. It's typical
2: yeah. Hoyo inconsistencies, you know,
5: yeah. <laughs> you M- know M- draw
3: issues, and that's the problem ishers. with
0: Hoyo, man. You you know you you do have those moments, you know, like we talked with Rob Eilley. You, you have that one Hoyo cigar that just n- blows you away, and you you think that you can chase this,
3: yeah, you can, and
0: find it again. And I think that maybe that's even more disappointing for me than Romeo because I've never really had that experience with Romeo that now I chase that and look as a pot that's a possibility in one of those cigars for me i've had that with hoyo mm-hmm. i've had it in epi two i've had it even in epi one i've had i've had really good epi ones this one started really good
3: how is your draw now did you take a draw to it perfect i took a draw. little
0: perfect draw to it you, did. I, you know as as we were talking okay. i just tried to open up the foot a little bit it was tight um nothing to like really write home about it's not, not as you know uncommon as i would with a magnum 46 but you know i've had great epi two i've grad i've had great uh Double Corona. And I do chase that sometimes. You know, when you reach for a cigar, it's like, is this the one? Is this the one that's going to take me back to that promised land? And this market just does not deliver that. Yeah. Does not deliver consistent greatness.
3: Yeah. But when you get a good one, it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah.
4: And
0: I think yeah. Epi, Two, as far as the Robusto goes, construction-wise, I've not had many issues with that cigar.
3: Neither have I. Agree. Yeah.
0: Just flavor-wise, they're hit or miss. Yep. But construction, they're fine. Yep.
1: But I think that's a cigar people really, really love. Yeah. It's just sad because it's just like that. That's batting like a hundred, right? It's like one out of every ten. My experience has been is really enjoyable, and the other nine just suck. And at that point, it's like just send it down to the minor leagues. Like there, there's <laughs> no reason that you should have a global brand that they put so much effort and money into promoting that doesn't even half the time deliver a, a consistently good experience. Yeah. Even half would be a huge improvement. Well, and the pricing is not well, I don't know, know, no, and they're expensive.
5: not cheap. I mean, I I, I, I don't think they're I don't think they're trying to strive for excellence here. I think they're trying to strive for a brand that they know will sell, you know. So then it comes down to what we were talking about earlier, it's the volume. I think it has a place in their portfolio. And this is a money, this is a cash cow.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a volume product for them. But what's funny, again, is these have completely disappeared off the market.
5: You You're can't down.
0: find Epi-1s EPI anywhere. Yeah.
3: You're down pretty far. I'm about uh, a little over halfway. Right. I'm a little ahead, ahead of, further than ahead me, of you guys. Yeah, I kind of like how it's developing right now. It's getting a little bit richer, just a bit.
0: The cream's still there for me. Same. I'm still getting, the you know, heavy cedar for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it it it's not, uh, not rounded else. out by anything else.
6: Yeah, I like the way you surround it out because for me, I think a lot of the flavor is just in the front of my hole, like in terms of the palate. And it does it's have just, a short finish and uh, a bit. You know, it, it really doesn't. It's not complex and it doesn't really fill your hole. Yeah, it's it's interesting though. It's not bad, and fortunately mm-hmm. for me, the cigar is burning really well. Mm. Clean me too. lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The other thing too, I I gotta say, the retrohale for me is not very pleasant.
3: I I feel the opposite i kind of enjoy the retro you understand. like it yeah grinder i just did my first one give me a couple minutes
5: <laughs> i have the horseradish uh <laughs> horseradish uh flavor right now it's not good
0: so pagoda mentioned we were talking about traveling to cuba do you guys remember uh, remember that story we did in march of those two guys that built a homemade hang glider <laughs> and took off from havana and landed in miami Yeah, miraculously, didn't die doing it. You talk about
1: desperation. (laughs) Do you Do you you have the instructions for how they did this so we can get a direct flight (laughs) on a
0: hang glider from here? (laughs) There's a couple of cars powered by United. Powered by United. All right, I'm out. Powered by United.
5: (laughs) (laughs) So remind me what? How the hell did they do
0: that? So the, the two guys, David Lopez Alfonso and Ismael Hernandez Chirino built a gas-powered hang glider oh in Cuba God. and took off and landed in the uh, in the United States. They were both members of the Cuban Aviation Club. Of and course. And they landed in Key West on March 25th. They mod- uh, <laughs> modified what they call a motorized delta wing with an extra fuel tank. <laughs> it's quite literally like a wow. a hang glider with
5: wheels But oh these guys that's, built. That's what the... Uh... That's what that little girl flew in fly flyaway home with the geese. It <laughs> looks, looks like a lawnmower. It does. A it, 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 it lawnmower it, with wings. I, it
0: looks like a Briggs and Stratton motor on it.
3: That is so dangerous. I mean, and you're taking your life in your hands.
0: Talk about desperation. But the reason why oh, I bring well, it up again. going over water,
3: so. You know, it's a glider. It's meant shark-infested <laughs> water. That's scary, man.
0: <laughs> so they did this in March, and they waited um, many months, obviously. Now it's, it's October. But they got asylum. The United States granted them asylum. Uh, in late July and they were released in late August. So now they are asylum uh they're working at the
2: Padron factory.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Where did
3: they land? Do we know? Key West. Oh you, man. You know, they're gonna make a movie out it's of it. The this. closest point, I yeah, guess. 90 yeah. miles from Cuba. That's a great title for a movie. That is a great
1: title. I immediately thought the same yeah, thing. Man. Bam bam. Pretty incredible though, isn't it? I mean I have to say that's just the perfect example of like Cuban ingenuity. Like, since our trip, I feel like a number of us probably do this. I'll just randomly here and there check, like, Cuban news, basically, like, what's happening there. And there was a story I was just reading from this past week about um, iPhone repairs in Cuba. And it was this fascinating story, and especially because we actually met a guy who we we joked he's the Cuban gizmo, uh, our friend Nino – who literally like would repair like iPhones and stuff like this and be able to help folks set it up because obviously you're, you have to use a VPN and stuff there. And the whole article was talking about how some tourist came to Havana and had an iPhone, which granted, Apple products are obviously not you know, really sold or at all um, uh, brought into Cuba. just tourists bringing them in, obviously handing them out. And uh, some tourist was there and had an iPhone that they dropped in water, stopped working completely. Total water damage took it to some person in Cuba that repairs these phones, doesn't have access to, you know, genuine Apple parts to to do all this. Or tools. Or tools. Somehow repaired this phone, got it working perfectly. And this tourist, by the way, had tried to get the phone fixed in Europe first and they said, it's shot. We can't do anything about it.
0: Which is common, by the way, sorry to interrupt, with Apple, if there's water damage, they don't want to touch it. Yeah, they they,
1: they They, leave you alone. They don't. don't, So this is the crazy thing. Person brings it to Havana, Gets the phone working and fixed. They go back home to I forget where in Europe. They show the phone to whoever they tried to get it repaired by, and said, um, "You know, does the phone work well? What do you think about it? Uh, is there any signs of any problems the phones had?" And the person said there was literally not a single sign that the phone ever had water damage. That's crazy. That's, That's how like sophisticated the repair was, and it's like to be able to do that <laughs> with so little resources, no genuine Apple products. I I was just, I mean, there is something, we've met these types of people. They're like, they do so much with so little and it's just remarkable.
0: You know, we're down there in Havana. You'll see people on the Malecon riding like a scooter with like a refrigerator on their back. (laughs) Like they're driving a like a delivery service, driving a refrigerator from
1: some place can in Havana, I just strapped to their shoulders. Can, can I just say, if Gizmo permanently moved to Havana, I could in, see him. Can see doing it. That. I would do it. That would be him. I would do it. He'd have a, a broken TV that he'd be taking back to his place to repair. Oh, I need motherboards. Great. Let me get the motherboard. By out the of way, I thing.
0: did that last week. Did I tell you this story?
3: Oh, yes, yeah. you did. My parents. No, wait let
2: me go back. to no, it. sorry. I, I kind of picture him as the milkshake guy, delivering milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> at
5: 2 a.m <laughs> inspector <your> gizmo <laughs> milkshakes at <laughs> <and> payroll <laughs> at 2 a.m yeah.
0: <laughs> i'm sorry
3: well, the no, I, is. I was
0: gonna say i just it's funny you guys are busting my balls about that because i actually did it last week my parents had a 55 inch tv that was electrocuted by lightning in florida brought it home drove it home with them and said do you want it i ordered uh, a new power board on ebay for 25 bucks and now I've upgraded my rover in the garage to a 55 inch Dolby TV.
3: That is cool. For twenty five dollars, I admire your ability to do that because I couldn't do it. it I can't it's do that. So easy. You and may have mad Cuban, respect. You, you may have Cuban blood. You just don't know it's about.
0: True. I got to do the 23andMe. <laughs> I might have it in there. <laughs> <laughs> How would you know what to order? Well, you know, you go on eBay, you find the model number, and you you order the the, the power board. Ah. The mo- that's a motherboard. There, there's three boards in the TV. There's a there's like a control logic board there's a board that interfaces with, you know, sound, you know, audio video in and out. Do-do-do-do-do. And then there's the power board. Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> Do-do-do-do-do.
4: Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, it, it, you know, the people are amazing and to your point, that stuff's hard to do with those kind of electronics. I I mean, if I had a broken iPhone, I'm not opening that phone. Mm-hmm. I
5: my my iPhone, the lightning is like the the with the port where the uh, charger goes in, it doesn't work cuz it's got clogged with gunk and shit and like fabric from my pocket and all this stuff so i i instead of getting it fixed because i had no patience for that i just bought a bunch of those magnet (laughs) i just changed the charger that's that's how i exist
1: (laughs) oh next you should just go to cuba you can have it
5: fixed in a heartbeat do you know how to open up an iphone and clean that shit you don't need
1: to i'll do it for you
5: yeah i've done it for my
0: wife she always does that she throws it in her purse and there's always gunk and gum and shit in there compressed air no, there's better tools. I have some stuff: isopropyl alcohol with a toothpick. You can get it
4: out. Okay,
5: you're on point now. I'm on yes. point. Accountability I'll hours, You know, <laughs> I'll post, do it. Post the post
0: pod. But yeah, the, Q- the Cuban people genuinely are amazing, man. And, and you know, it kind of ties up our discussion that we had on episode 98. The listener emails that we had about that discussion, going to Cuba, experiencing this, supporting those people. To me, like. There's a di- you know there is a difference in supporting the Cuban people in the ways that we're talking about and and these interesting stories and amazing people that we meet and supporting the government. Those are two very different things. So I wonder how the gasoline situation is now. I think it's just it's getting worse, worse. and worse. Really. And the problem now with the gasoline shortage is you also have a hyperinflation situation where you know the the, the money has been inflated, you know, what, thousands of percent. Yeah, and then the Cuban government is
2: telling the taxi drivers that you can't charge so much more. You have to keep it. And they're like, well, we might as well stay home then. It's not worth driving. The
5: the scary thing is that in history, there's a pretty standard, well-documented, and and reliable storyline for this and, and where it ends, and it doesn't end pretty. No.
0: I mean, the problem, you know, situation, when you can't get basic needs, when you can't get food, when you can't, you know, even for yourself, when you can't feed your kids, you can't get gasoline to do the things you need to do to go to work, the public transportation's a mess. You know, it's this trickle down. And and, and when your basic needs are not being met, to your point grinder, that's not going to be a pretty end. No. You know, it's, it's going to be really, really tough.
3: Revolt could be in the air. Yeah.
1: Who knows? So what do you guys think about the Hoyo Epi-1? I think Bam mentioned this, the... The second half of this, I feel like, does pick up a little bit in strength, okay. mm-hmm. which helps because it was too light to begin. So I, I'm enjoying it a bit more now, but there's still not pronounced flavor notes. That's I'm not true. getting complexity, so mm-hmm. not I, that much better. I, I think my second half has actually
5: taken a and not a not a good turn. Um, and not again. It's it's everything is muted so far. It's not like a ter- it's not like a direct ninety degree left. It's just you know. We had a fork in the road, and we went the other way slightly. It's it's a little more bitter than the, the aftertaste is stronger, more pronounced, more ashy, and uh, the flavor hasn't picked up any much more. So surprisingly, the drink is really helping the cigar. I, <laughs> <laughs> I actually I
0: actually don't mind the Irish whiskey. I really don't. I th- I think it's pretty good. I think if you if okay. you
5: if you have if you're trying to get into spirits and maybe Scotch or you know, whatever, whatever, pick a spirit, tequila, bur- you know, bourbon, maybe a little too harsh or too too, too much, try an Irish. Because Irish is, they have, it's, they tend to be a lot smoother. They tend to be a little sweeter. And, and it's all comes down to the way they, still, they distill it, you
2: know. What are some of the, like, well-known or well-regarded Irish whiskeys?
5: Red Breast. Red Breast, Red course. Breast is big. Which obviously, is Jameson, Delicious. Powers. Powers is very Powers is probably more popular than Jameson. We do Powers. We've not done Powers. We did do uh, the Redbreast. Redbreast. Who made is uh, is Bushmills Irish? Bushmills. Yes, that's another one. So the classic story is that Bushmills is the Protestant uh, Irish, and then Jameson is the is the Catholic Irish. Because in Ireland, everything has to be bifurcated between the (laughs) Protestants (laughs) and the Catholics. Pick a side.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I like a Jameson from time to time.
0: We did, uh, by the way, we did Red Breast 12 on episode 7, which is almost 100 episodes ago. We did not rate it. So maybe we should revisit that Yeah, and give we, it a rating because yeah. we do like that. We,
5: we do, should uh, revisit Wisconsin. Jameson to Bam's point because we've that,
3: never we've so, done a Jameson. I, we are not do that. I love, but oh, we but, but do we do, no, do, no, we do
5: it as shot or do we no, no, No,
3: no, no. Uh, <laughs> definitely not. No, not a JMO. We're not doing a JMO. <laughs> Pagoda's not wrong. Yeah. When I'm on vacation and the kids are driving <laughs> oh. me crazy, I'm like, out. I go right to the bar. I need a couple Jameson shots. <laughs> He's not wrong. I, For, I think it Jameson serves a purpose. with
5: a couple cubes is so like butterscotchy and caramelly and just warms my mouth. It's nice. You know, we could do, even do a car bomb actually
6: with a little bit of Jameson and Bailey's and we throw it in Guinness. That is oh, a car bomb. wow. Oh, anyway. I've never had that before.
0: Listen, the listeners that's were asking
5: the, for you've cocktails. Never had a car bomb? That's the St. Patrick's Day episode. <laughs> you've never had a car bomb?
3: I never even heard of it. It's it's actually what? tastes what? like a milkshake. I've never heard is. of a car and, bomb. And it's, it's so good. And it, you down it at a shot. Never, so, on
1: St. Patrick's Day, this is what like every Irish pub people You do know I'm very innocent, right?
3: I'm very innocent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every
1: listener who listens to this
0: podcast knows that's not true. <laughs> yes, they do.
3: <laughs> it sounds delicious, though.
5: It's actually somewhat offensive to the irish the, no and the, you the but, you've got, to, yeah. oh, really? yeah, but you've got oh really
1: but you've got to do it quick you got to down it oh quick. yeah because it'll curdle and then it's disgusting oh, <laughs> well, i think well, you, you've got to be able to chart so the let it curdle in my part. stomach
3: <laughs> okay <laughs> there you go
0: so boys tying up all of the discussions that we've had tonight i think this is an interesting one between traveling to cuba those challenges now the challenges of getting cigars, the challenges of the economics down there, car bombings, car. No, <laughs> <laughs> hey. hey, hey. <laughs> the challenges of uh, everything we talked about. We got an a email from listener John. He said, Hello, lizards. My father and I are planning a trip to Cuba in 2024, and we're wondering how risky it is to bring back cigars upon our return. I've heard that things have tightened up quite a bit. With searches and confiscations occurring on a regular basis, do you guys have any issues entering the U.S. again after your most recent visit? Thanks for a great pod. So certainly I think for for my perspective, you know, going to Cuba in the future, those flights changing from landing in other areas first, not New York, namely Miami and Fort Mm -hmm. Lauderdale. The amount of cigars I'm going to be bringing back is going to be significantly
3: reduced. Right. Well,
2: where's the listener from? Does he mention He
0: doesn't mention that he
2: is
3: in the U.S. Putting aside the flight issue, with all of the instability that we've just talked about, I'm asking everyone in the room, would you go back
4: anytime
1: soon until after some of this clears up? Really? It's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. My takeaway hearing this is that we ought to go tomorrow while we can.
4: Yeah, and I also think. Do we? I do we go next week?
0: (laughs) I think the important thing for me is that you're ready. (laughs) Despite the economic troubles, despite everything we talked about, I think that even you know with potential unrest or these uncertainties or these these really difficult situations, the people are really really happy when we're there and we're able to do well for them. You know, it's it's a great experience. For us and and we're able to you know directly impact people and i think they're happy to have us there and i think they need all the tourism they can get so for me going to cuba i'm certainly that this changes nothing aside from the difficulties traveling
3: okay
1: i mean i said after our first trip when we went in uh march i came home and i literally said to my wife every year for the rest of my life i'm going there at least once a year. yeah it's true it's like you know to gizmo's point you feel like we kind of made a commitment to those people right like there's something about like going back. like They cannot get this stuff unless tourists come in and bring them things they need. Yep, That's just the reality. And now hearing all these flights that are cut, think about how many fewer tourists like us. And families. And families that can bring stuff that these folks need, how much less access they're going to have to that. So, I mean, for me, this is always going to be part of the equation. Yeah. But um, it, is, it is frustrating that it's not going to be as easy.
2: Yeah, I probably would not bring a lot of cigars back from there. Like, that's really what the listener is asking. That's true. That's where I'm at. Try to acquire cigars here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pay a premium, get them in. Yeah. Yeah. No,
6: but you know, it's really interesting. I was speaking to one of the guys over here, and we were talking about the Cuba trip, and I said, you know, we ended up taking our own cigars over there. We took a lot of our own cigars over there. Well, we brought a nice. lot of New Worlds with us. Yeah, we bring the New Worlds. Uh,
3: yeah.
0: And I smoke a lot of Cuba. I brought a lot of Cubans with me because I just prefer my cigars at a lower humidity.
3: And they were very so young from an, there. Yes, yeah.
0: and they're young and they're, they're, they're very humid. So my smoking experience, purchasing something at a shop there, smoking it, is I'd rather purchase something and bring it home. But to the listener's question, you know, I'm going to be bringing less cigars home if I have to fly through Miami or Fort Lauderdale, which is... You know, your first point of entry into the United States, even if you're connecting, your your customs is going to be processed by that first point of entry. And Miami and Fort Lauderdale, you you just do not want to bring
1: cigars through those airports. Yeah, what the listener has to understand is those airports, the cigar culture in, in Florida is so strong yes, it that is. any of those customs agents is salivating at the opportunity to seize boxes of mm-hmm. Cubans that they are going to take and yep. smoke. So it's just a different ballgame. Like That's if you true. go into another port of entry and you're lucky where these agents could care less about cigars, they may be just a bit more lenient about it. Mm-hmm. But in a place like Miami, good luck. It's yeah. not, and it's,
0: and it's to the point now in Miami where – I don't know if you guys have seen some of these photos. I've seen a lot of them. Folks coming in oh, getting, pulled, getting pulled aside, they'll let you bring the cigars home. But first they take a razor and they cut right through the cigars and destroy them. Oh,
3: wow, so it's wow. like
0: they're they're going to another level in Miami. Oh. To to throw the middle finger at you, they'll let those cigars come through your bags. You open them, and there's razors right through the cigars, just wow. destroying them as a middle finger.
3: Because Miami's full of expats yes. from Cuba. That's exactly and, what it and, is. And kids of parents that have suffered greatly, you know, they they don't have a fond affinity for Cuba. So that's got to play into this. It does, yeah, and right? I, that's absolutely yep.
0: it. Yeah, it's an and you know, there's an anti-Cuban culture down there. Absolutely, or anti-Cuban government culture. Let's right. call it. And my problem is not that. It's the it's the brazen, just we're going to destroy this and let you keep it as a wow. middle finger. Just take them. You know what it I mean? All just plays take into the cigars. Just take the them. cigars. Yeah. It's more painful
5: for, for, for us is. to see that. Oh. It is. Yeah. Oh. You're not hurting the government. Trust You're, me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The
1: government already got their yeah. cut.
3: I yeah. may be in jail if that ever happens to me. That's where I'm at. My <laughs> anger is through whole, the roof. Whole, whole, whole. So
2: yeah. the lesson is to buy Churchill. So even if they cut them, you end up with a Corona.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's yeah. true.
2: But, so my
0: summary, my summary comment on it is: if you have good connections in the country, um, in the United States, I mean, and, and you can get cigars, even if there's a little bit of a premium on them, get them shipped, you know, to you from inside the United States. That's the way to go or through you an know, uh, auction site like Bond Roberts or something like that that you can trust and there's verification and and there's recourse if you have an issue, I, I'm not going to be traveling as heavy with cigars as I've done in the past. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which I is unfortunate. I mean, there's plenty,
2: plenty of sites that we have already mentioned on previous pods. That's right. That you can order from. You'll pay a little bit more, but it's worth it because those are the guarantee shipment to you. Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder if they're more lenient about bringing back like rum I don't know. That's a good question. I don't
0: know about that. You know, so to me, it's like coming through those ports of entry, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, you're just gambling. And I'm not a gambler. So
1: I I don't get, you know, I don't get off on that. Are you sure you're not a gambler?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a gambler. (laughs) I've seen
1: some, uh, (laughs) I've seen Gizmo pull some crazy stuff with uh, bringing back cigars from Cuba. Not through Miami. That's fair. Uh, you're,
3: You're very handy with contraband. Thank you. <laughs> you are. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, you you have been a great mule for the listeners. <laughs>
3: That's
4: for sure.
0: <laughs> I think I'm retiring. Uh, you know, the thing that bums me out about this question and about this concept of bringing less cigars back is, that, you know, to Senator's point, we've met so many amazing people there that, that we haven't met casually. We've met and we have real friendships with that we, you know, we message on WhatsApp daily or weekly. You know, we're we're talking to these folks constantly. And we've gotten some really amazing cigars from these folks, unbanded, that they roll themselves with excellent tobacco, great construction and blend. The problem that what bums me out is not bringing back banded cigars, not bringing back Hoyo Epi ones or Epi, you know, or Partagas. It's bringing back those custom rolls from these people. You can't you can't order these on the internet. That's what bums me out is bringing those back. That. You know, you're not going to be able to support those folks and and get them back into the country.
3: And those cigars in particular are very special. Mm-hmm. You can't find them anywhere.
0: Yeah, and and to know the person that rolled this cigar exactly, and they handed it to you, mm-hmm. that's special. You know, that's really special. And you can talk to them about your experience, and they they're so proud of it. There's such a pride in their sure. work and their product and their their export that it, it it bums me out that that's going to be a component of of. Our travel moving forward is these decisions.
5: You know? We got to find different places.
0: Well, there's nothing like Cuban tobacco. No,
5: unfortunately. Yeah, you, there, this isn't like a like a Bud Light Miller Light conversation. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would love to go to Nicaragua, though. Me too.
6: Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. yeah. that would
2: be a good trip. The yeah. problem,
0: the problem with Nicaragua, from my understanding, we haven't been there, obviously, is it's quite honestly the complete opposite. Of Cuba, it's as far safe. as safety, it's not safe. You know when you know when these cigar manufacturers go to their factories, they're traveling full armed guard carrier like oh, yeah. personal security the entire time. Like it's a full on mission keeping these folks safe. Yeah. We got Bam Bam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's I'm formidable. Gonna, I'm going to try to work on a diplomatic uh, envoy for us. <laughs> oh, there then.
0: you
5: right, go. Right, okay, right, all right, right perfect. Right. <laughs> it, it it is interesting to note that we the the culture, the industry, smoking cigars. Is a very luxurious high quote-unquote high society whatever it, it, it's viewed as something that's a little more elevated yeah sophisticated I, I hate to use that word but yeah um you look at where they're coming from his you know traditionally places like cuba places like nicaragua people are leaving places that they're made and exported from uh, to go elsewhere and you have this class that is I'm not trying to be Marxist here, but you have a class of people that are smoking cigars, more sophisticated, more money, paying money for it. It's a luxury item in a lot of ways, but it's very much, you know, derived from people in dire straits. And yeah. there's that that's an interesting dichotomy, I think.
0: And I think we had that kind of before and after experience, you know, before going to Cuba on the podcast, going down the the rabbit hole of finding and procuring Cuban cigars, paying massive premiums for for stuff we thought was special and interesting and then to your point you go there you meet these people and you realize that for certainly for me i think we've talked about this my cigar journey now as far as cuban cigars go outside of the podcast and even inside the podcast here in this inside this room with our listeners is it's gone from like a real cigar heavy experience going to cuba it's very people heavy now, like yeah. these relationships and yeah. it's more the the are able the to The cultural make. experience yeah. and and going to Cuba now is not like oh we're going to go smoke cigars you know with the lizards with my friends. That's secondary. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. wow, I can't go. I can't wait to go with my friends and see our friends. Yeah, I, I have you know.
5: Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a client um, uh, who goes to Cuba two three times a year, and he doesn't smoke cigars, hmm. but he loves it. And for him, it's the same story they go with friends they have friends down there it's like a family for them and it's part of their life now like they're they're constantly going down that's great and uh it has nothing to do with cigars but they go there and they experience the culture they experience the you know what it's like going to the Nacional and all these things and they, and they can't get enough of it
0: yeah i mean listen my friends in in cuba i'm sure you know rooster would say the same thing every sunday I hear from every single one of those people. It doesn't matter if we've spoken during the week or not. Every Sunday they send a message. Happy Sunday. How's your family? How are you? We have a great discussion every single Sunday. Wow. It's like part of the part of the culture. Like they're just amazing people, man. Yeah. So I again, we've done this before, but we encourage every listener, despite everything we've talked about, get educated about Cuba and travel there. Even if it's for just for a few days, it's 90 miles from Florida. And just to have this experience, it's really, really an amazing place.
2: Yeah, and all the all the problems that we talk about, I think it's more for the Cuban people. Of course, I don't think as a tourist, no, you really are going to face those problems. No, we never felt those you problems. Know, we didn't feel that. No, and, you know, if there's a lack of food, it's for the local. Yeah, it's which really, is terrible. Which is but terrible. It's, true. it's
3: horrible, but yeah. it's it does affect you though as a tourist, right? You think about it and you try to. Compartmentalize right. it, but, but it's that's, difficult. That's why, like I was saying yeah.
1: before, it's all the more reason to go because these people need help. That's true. Yes. Right. And the only way they're going to get help is is tur- the government's certainly not solving the problem for no. them. So it's like people, ordinary people like us and others that want to just go and visit and experience and appreciate the culture. That's really the biggest impact that yeah, anybody. I mean, can make. let
2: tourism be one, you know, factor that can actually help
0: the local people.
3: Yeah, and what's interesting is when we're at dinner. Or we're getting a great cab ride from a guy that we really get along with we're tipping heavy yeah you know, and we're we're bringing as much stuff as possible and supporting to give away. the economy yeah. yeah that matters to them it, it matters we're every staying, every dollar right. counts
1: like we're staying in about. airbnbs totally oh, yeah. you know you know yeah. it's like you tip the staff at the airbnb you you visit a factory you tip some of the folks that are there i mean we've seen people cry you they had can't a, believe. Yeah.
3: you had an experience where you tipped very nicely and it got emotional for them right yeah we all have we yeah. all have yeah.
0: and what and and the most important thing i think that, that we need to impart here is that when we're walking through a factory you know tipping folks or it's we're not there's no ask like we don't leave there with a bag full of cigars that's not our intent that's just who we are as the lizards and i really encourage the listeners to to go and and look for that similar experience it's it's a it's a giving experience it's not a taking experience and I think that's really, really important. Like and I've had so many listeners write us, just like Lizard John did, and you know, in this email, talking about going there, I've had so many listeners say, "Hey, I'm going. Give me some items that you guys brought that you think I should bring." And we have three, four guys going. We're going to pack, you know, a bunch of suitcases, and we lay it out, and they hand it out to folks, and it really makes a difference.
6: And you have to realize that, uh, you know, Cuba maybe shit for the Americans. But uh, there are a lot of other tourists from all over the world. That's right? true. Yeah. From Asia, from Europe, even the Europe, Middle East. Canada. Europe. Europe Russia. Canada. <laughs> so it's not like it's one of these places where, you know, I don't know how you imagine Cuba to be. There are a lot of people out there. A lot I think of tourists. a lot of people
2: feel like it's unsafe. And to me, it was one of the safest, safest islands countries. I've ever been to. Easily.
0: To so me, it's man. safer than being in Manhattan at 10 p.m., <laughs> in in like near Penn station <laughs> it's safer in cuba at 2am at any time walking down the street alone like i there's not a moment that i felt unsafe in any of my time in cuba agreed 100% right in Ever. any of
1: these other places that cigars are made i mean it's way safer than the dominican republic oh, yeah. it's safer than nicaragua it's safer than all those places that these cigars are made in
0: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah go to cuba despite everything we talk about on this podcast we try to give everything to you as far as the news and the experience, but it's really, really an amazing place. We really encourage you to go.
2: And if anyone wants to go and they're looking for a list of stuff to bring, we can email send us. You. Email us. We can send you that list. Yeah, yeah and
0: we'll and we'll send you. You know, and I'll send more. you the same yeah. email of like things to prep, things to make sure you have for yourself. You know, visa requirements, cell phone stuff. Like, we can help. And we're happy to. We're happy to educate and, and help other lizards get down to Cuba. So For a small fee. For a very small fee, you can Venmo BAM.
5: <laughs> Just I like, kidding. I like cigars. <laughs> BAM, this is BAM.
3: <laughs> with your Venmo. That's right.
0: All right, boys. So we're coming to the end of our evening here with the Hoyo Epicure Number 1 and the Lombay Irish Whiskey. Any thoughts before we uh, get into the ratings?
3: No. You know? Pretty smooth, simple experience. I said my part. Yeah, yeah.
2: It,
0: it actually did get a little better towards right. the end. A little
2: bit. Yeah, it did pick it picked up in strength. Sure,
5: I'm actually yeah. really excited to see these
2: scores.
0: I can't. I can't imagine which way this is going to go. I, I, so, so. I don't know either. <laughs> I'll be honest,
4: it's going to be a lot of
2: nines and tens. I'll
4: tell
0: you that. <laughs> All right, Bam, you're ready to do the uh, formal liquor rating on the Lamb Irish whiskey. Sure.
3: All right, you're up. This is a six for me um i'll never drink this again i i can't say that I, I it was harsh in any way but it wasn't interesting at all for me not at all okay six grinder
5: i i'm also a six okay um it's like i said it's i i wouldn't recommend i, I wouldn't recommend it um but yeah i'll drink it sure yeah.
0: pagoda
6: yeah um you know uh six works for me as well um you know, I thought it was flavored water, really. Uh, it did help me with the cigar a bit. Um, but six six works.
1: Senator? I'm in the same camp. I think it's a six. Um, I think maybe for someone who loves a light, much lighter style whiskey, maybe for them it's a seven. Um, but for me, I just want some more body to any whiskey. I mean, to me, it's like, I don't know. I I don't know many people at all that, choose to drink a whiskey because they want something insanely light yeah you want something insanely light like drink vodka drink like a very light tequila yeah
4: um
1: so it just doesn't fit with what i'm expecting out of any whiskey um but it wasn't offensive i I didn't there was nothing about it that i said i have a bad aftertaste or anything like that so if I had no other choice and someone poured it to me, sure, I would drink it. I wouldn't have a problem, yeah, it, but I won't pursue it, it at it's all. It's a
3: marginal experience. And when you're saying that you can have a tequila and other spirits in place of it because you have a similar type of experience, that to me is it's a prototypical marginal experience.
6: And you, you have to realize we are really like we are whiskey drinkers. Oh, so, yeah. Well, that's you know, a point. I, and yeah. I think that probably has uh, you a know, lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah. it kind of lends to certain biases.
1: And the last thing I will say I mean, Giz mentioned this is finished in a cognac cask. There's no, no semblance cognac. of cognac in this at all. I mean, it's like no, no silly. The cut to cut even by say the way, it. that's, not even a that's in
0: like size 10, 10 font uh-huh. on the bottle. They're not as proud of it as uh, I made them seem. Right. It's very small in the bottle. <laughs>
2: Maybe keep it in there longer. I mean, I also think clearly
1: knowing that this is like a joint venture with Camus, the the cognac uh, maker. I mean, that's probably what they have easy access to those you know those cognac casts. So they're like, all right, we'll just finish the stuff we already have. So I'm going to be the outlier tonight, boys. I'm going to go with a 7. I really actually thought
0: it was very good. I think for the mild cigar that we had tonight, I thought it actually enhanced it. Um, I I thought it was better than the cigar for me tonight. So I'm going to go with a 7. And that makes the formal liquor rating, boys, a 6.2. Interesting. Which I think is fine.
3: Yeah, it's fine. And I think we said this, a few of us, it pairs with the cigar because the cigar itself is also very mild and... It doesn't leave anything memorable with you. Yeah. yeah.
0: So let's do the formal lizard rating, boys, on the Hoyo de Monterey Epicure number one. Rooster, you're up. So for me, it's a seven. Okay. Senator?
1: I'm also at a seven. I mean, I, I have such low expectations for Oyo, and this definitely exceeded it. It was smokable all the way through. I didn't have any significant problems or issues. I think. We all just want more flavor out of this cigar, and that's what precludes it from you know an eight, nine, or a ten. But for someone who likes a mild smoke, I think they'd be very happy with this cigar. Yeah,
0: I'm also at a seven. I, it's right, right there. I think to your point, I think someone that has a really good Epi one for a mild cigar, no construction issues. You know, obviously my draw was a little tighter than I would have liked. I had to poke it, common for the Corona Gorda as we talked about. I think this would. Be a wonderful cigar for them. Um, I would always reach for an Epi Two over this or a Magnum 46 in the same size. But um, yeah, it performed well. And and the first half of an inch, as I mentioned, was really, really good for me. And then it kind of faded from there. So it's a seven for me. Pagoda.
6: Um, Yeah, uh, this is an interesting one. I've I've been debating between a six and a seven. But I think I'm going to uh, lean downwards and rate it a six couple of reasons. One of them, it's just not in my flavor profile. Number two, I thought the flavor really was in a very concentrated area of my mouth. It didn't fill my whole palate. And uh, there was nothing very complex about it. It was reasonably pleasant. Um, I had a really good cigar, fortunately, in terms of construction. Uh, you know, the smoke output. Um, overall, um, the, and the last thing was that I thought it was a bit too dry for me in the end. So I think when I started with the whiskey, it kind of really helped it. So, considering the price point at twenty-five bucks a cigar, you know, I would leave it as a soft recommended at six.
5: Okay, grinder. I'm also out of six. I don't think this is um, something I would really reach for. Uh, there's so many better, better Cuban cigars, and um, I, I've the 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 comments I made about the harshness and. Pagoda's comment about concentrated flavor and it's not really getting the full flavor that you're looking for. I, that resonates with me very much so. So, yeah, this is a six for me, nothing special. It's just kind of humdrum. And uh if I had it and it was the only cigar, yeah, and I wanted a cigar, sure, I'll smoke that cigar, but it's, I wouldn't grab it.
3: Okay, bam, seven. Simple, simple experience, pretty straightforward, yeah. nothing dramatic. And didn't leave an impression. Yeah, but again, I mean, the experience was nice, though. I can't say like I said earlier. It's a pretty elegant smoke, creamy, nice, yeah. really nice combustion. The room was full of smoke for a while there.
2: Yeah, only, only. I mean, I I didn't like the dry finish. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that was the finish was kind of short. Mm. It was a little dry, and it had typical like you know cedar and uh, mm-hmm. cream. A hint it, of
3: fruit, very yeah, faint yeah, early I mean, in the I cigar. Get
2: yeah, maybe in the beginning early. or on the cold row, Actually, I was getting some fruit, but not on on the light, or mm-hmm. maybe just in the beginning. Yep. But the cigar was good like in the beginning, then it kind of was really mild and- Kind of flattened out. Flattened out in the middle, and then at the end it kind of picked up a little bit, but with a dry finish, so, so it's a soft recommend. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so the Formal Lizard rating, boys, is a 6.7. So just under a seven there. Okay. So let's talk about the other Hoyos we've done. We've done two others, as we mentioned. Uh, very, very weak was the Hoya de Monterey Elegantis. The Taco Perfecto we mentioned, the LCDH exclusive. That got a 4.8. That was a real rough night. And on episode... I didn't even realize like, we went middle five. Like high, I but. said, my expectations <laughs> with oil are very low. I don't think we
3: finished that cigar, most of us. <laughs> Why is it called a taco? <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: not good. It was and crispy. Then, uh, I usually like tacos. <laughs> the other cigar we did, uh, as we mentioned, on, we did it a long time ago, episode 18. We did it with the Aberfeldy 12. The Hoyo de Monterey Epicure number two got a uh, half a point above this, a 7.3. Yeah, it's a better cigar. So I actually think that the score at a 6.7, I think that actually lines up pretty yep. well with the Hoyo line for us. But again, you know, as we've mentioned, Hoyo is just a major, major disappointment as far as a Cuban global brand. I mean, they just are not, it's not pulling its weight. It does not deserve to be in. in The ranks of Partagas and Upman and Cohiba, it just doesn't. Yeah, I don't know why is it so popular though. A lot of people
2: like that brand, Mm -hmm. like that marker. They they go for it. They smoke it.
5: Ca they they (laughs)
3: ca no no, but it's not
5: ca loves
3: but but
6: consider if you're a begin if if you like really mild cigars or if you're a beginner, I think this epi one could be really really good for them
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think what pagoda is saying there is exactly right it's very simple if you think about the two brands that we have a big frustration with that are huge global brands it's oil and it's romeo and they're known for milder smokes which is what gets anybody into you know this kind of world right we all started with uh, certainly milder cigars than we now smoke and so i think it's just so easygoing, so accessible and that draws people in and i think some. We're all creatures of habit. And so some just kind of stick with what they know and don't venture outside of that. And I think we fortunately have ventured outside of that and found brands that we just like a whole lot more. But yeah. mo-
2: most guys who only smoke Cuban cigars, they kind of like that flavor. They're in that mild to medium. Yeah. And a lot of the Cuban cigars are like right there. Primarily. There's really no Cuban cigar that you would call like medium to full. Do, yeah. Very oh, wow. few. Yeah. Like which one?
4: Do you like think- Very you- few. Do you think serious I mean, you smokers
5: are smoking Romeo and Hoyo? Some I think smoke some smoke of the Vitolas. The the yeah. Some of the Vitolas. People yes. love
3: those two markets, man.
0: And and you know, the Romeo Churchill in this, obviously the Epicure number two and the Double Corona. People love those cigars. Yeah, like the White Churchill. White I've Churchill seen
2: people a lot love. Of guys smoke them. Yeah, but, but I, Epi, I would Epi Two in the Hoyo.
1: I would just modify that slightly for me i think that the overwhelming majority of cuban cigars are firmly medium yeah i actually do I not think that most cuban cigars are mild and i think that it's these two marcas that are are known and and kind of their these niche milder, is these milder yeah, smoke so that's right i think for most average cuban cigar smokers i think they're pursuing a, a medium profile and mm-hmm. i don't think this lives up to that i don't think at any point this even felt medium no, not at but all
0: my problem is even not even in the body or the strength of the cigar Overall, for me, it's just the lack of complexity. Mm-hmm. It's the lack of something interesting. Exactly. Like, if this was a really complex, interesting cigar, that doesn't mean it's got oom for it's strong. It means that it's interesting. And if you're slotting that at the beginning of your night, like you would a cigar that's mild or medium and very complex, you know, that's great. But it, this just misses on complexity. <laughs>
6: yeah. And, you know, like, what I find is that, like, at least from my perspective, because as you guys know, I prefer medium to bold and, you know, medium to full strength. Um, the Cubans I tend to like is, which are very flavorful and they, you know, complete your, like, you know, you have the RAS or you have the D4. You know, your whole mouth is full with flavor. Yeah, Easy. And, and it's, it's so excellent. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you can't even describe, like, this wasn't really just completing that that feel let's put it put it that way it so, fell it
5: fell a little flat yeah you know, mm-hmm. it fell yeah. a little empty yeah, yeah. there yeah. were
6: some gaps there were gaps yeah
0: all right boys so a 6.2 tonight on the lambe irish whiskey mm-hmm. and a 6.7 on the hoyo de monterey epicure number one yeah Compe- all right. compelling night
4: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> great conversation good being with you boys and uh we'll see y'all next week Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizards, po Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time. And we'll uh, we'll see you next week.